check, check, mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Hydro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another season. A fly racing Moto 60 show coming at you every Thursday, noon Pacific for one hour. What we're mostly going to do is look ahead to this weekend's race each and every Thursday. Thanks for listening. 702-586-7857. Like I said, it's me, it's you, it's some guests, it's your calls. Quick and tidy-like. Let's talk Anaheim 1 kicking off this weekend. And Oh my God, I'm so excited. It's going to be awesome. Thank you again, people, for listening. Check it out. Get it at the usual places. We thank the folks at Fly Racing, as always. They're big supporters of everything we do, and you should be supporters of them for all the things that they have for you to make your life easier, whether it's watercraft stuff, whether it's snowmobile stuff, whether it's the moto stuff that you're going to see this weekend. Uh, Protect your noggin with what the professional use, the F2 Carbon Forge Helmet. It's crafted to adhere to strict safety standards, utilizing the MIPS technology while incorporating a Kevlar shell construction. Kevlar, the same stuff used in bulletproof vests. Weston Pike's got a signature helmet, plus there's five colorways. Also available at Ride Safe, Ride Smart with Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Also to Pro Taper, Geico Honda, Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna Factory Racing, the JGR guys, the Ice One guys in Europe, protaper.com, whether it's the Fusion Bar, the one-third waffle grip, the Twister Throttle Tube, and Micro Bar, just a few examples of how they continue to push the limits. Also to get that little orange box you see on the front fender of the Yamaha guys, Barsha and Webb, and the JGR guys, that's get. Uh, thanks to the new get ECU gen- Generation, the RX1 processor, the LCGPA is extremely precise and works totally different compared to the common OE systems. Destroy the start, get the whole shot. This is works bike technology available to you, the consumer, and uh, stuff works great on 250Fs especially, man. The, the Get stuff is worldwide and renowned, and uh, it's won so many world titles. It's ridiculous. And also, too, a new guy this year, Maxis. they got a new tire coming out soon. It's not out yet, but they got the king, Jeremy McGrath, helping them out. To learn more, visit Maxxis.com, M-A-X-X-I-S.com. You know that Maxxis delivers the best tires for your bike, but did you know that Maxxis offers high-quality tires for your car, light truck, trailer, ATV, mountain bike, UTV, and much, much more? Maxxis Tires will let you hook up, pull the whole shot, and beat the competition in any terrain or conditions. We thank uh, those guys for coming on board, and we thank you people at 702-586-7857 for calling in. We are talking Anaheim 1 today, and we are giving away a Fly Racing Works stand for your bike and a set of Pro Taper tie-downs, which frankly are the best tie-downs out there, bro. Uh, I love them. They're great. And we're going to give that a set away. Uh, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing and Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper are going to join me to bench race about what we think is going to happen this weekend in Anaheim. 
all the ups, all the downs, all the sideways even. And uh, it would be great to have you guys on board each and every Thursday at noon. Handling the calls over there, producing the show. His off-season is over. He is back, and he couldn't be more excited. The Tits Legendary. Feels good to be back home, Steve. How's that chair? How's everything? <laughs> Very good? familiar. I yeah. like it. Yeah. You're back all year. Yep. Intense negotiations, but we got you back. <laughs> Very intense negotiations. You get me for one hour each week. And, I, look for, uh, I look forward to your passionate lack of passion observations. This will be an interesting season. First uh, post Dungy full season. How do you so, feel about that? Uh, actually, I'm surprisingly interested between really? between wow. Roxon's big question mark. We'll see if Tomac can hold things together and all the other guys. I, I'm actually uh, coming a little more carefree, actually. Really? A little, a little less worry about yeah. is Dungey going to be able to pull it off? Right. I just say, hey, you know what? I can just enjoy it as a fan. So Yeah, wow. All should right. be should be interesting. Uh, first up for the show from Fly Racing is Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. I, uh, I've I've wicked my wounds from Ruben's uh, comments on Monday night on Pulp Show and yes. uh, pulled it back together. Had a had a pep talk with myself and I'm <laughs> I'm ready for a one. Let's do this. Can we talk about Tits and his his passion for the Supercross season with no Dunch? He's ready. He says he's ready. It's interested. He's into who are, it. Who are, have you attached your affection to in the the departure of Ryan Dungey, Tits? Um. I don't think I can say I've truly attached an affection to anyone yet. I'm I am rooting for Roxon though, just because of the the astronomical climb that he's got to you know to come back to see if he can get back to where he was. So he's the one who I'm kind of like quietly saying, "Hey, I hope he at least puts up a good fight." And you're a Cincerillo fan guy, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. two fifty class, right, right, but yeah, right, yeah, no, I, I like AC a lot. Oh, Chance ability that AC blocks you at some point. Ooh, um, well, <laughs> I, I've learned my lesson from making lewd comments uh, mentioning Ryder, so I'm going to say low, hopefully. Okay. Low. Low. <laughs> 702-586-7857 if you want to talk. Anaheim won. If you ask a good, good enough question and Tits thinks it's good enough, we will give you a fly a work stand or a set of pro taper tie downs also coming up. So uh, please, people, give us a call and, uh, and let us know what's up. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Get Pro Taper and Maxis Tires. All right, JT. Look, we, we've done a preview show, video show on RacerX Online. We did a preview podcast on RacerX Online. We did the Pulp Show and everything else. Is there anything else about, about Anaheim 450 class that we're missing? that we're not touching on, that, that is out there that we need to talk about? What else is there mm. angle-wise that we haven't touched on that's interesting to you? I don't know. You know, there's so much build-up and lead-up. We've talked about quite a bit. Um, I think the most interesting thing, and I, I wrote about actually wrote about this yesterday, so I'm cheating a little bit, but... I think the most interesting thing will be to see how these guys adapt to their new bikes. And when I say that, I don't mean necessarily the guys that are switching teams. I mean Marvin, Jason Anderson, Blake Baggett, um, you know, Brock Tickle obviously switching to a new team. But those guys within their own teams, uh, Cooper Webb as well would be in this scenario. Their bikes are, are very, very different. Mm-hmm. And we kind of think we know what to expect. We, we have a really good idea of what Marvin will do and what Blake will do. Uh, but will the bike change any of that? Because I've heard there's been some interesting things in testing and guys are slower, faster, and, and you know all kinds of gray area in there as well. So that's, I think, what I'm most interested in of the things we haven't covered. The 
you're, I'll fight you to the death on the bike setup stuff, as we know. We'll go back and forth and around and around all year in 2018 about how important bike setup and how much it matters. But it does matter some. I'm not the guy that says it's but nothing. Would you, but, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but but would you're, you, you're right. I'm, I'm getting to the point of you yeah. are right in this instance. Uh, new frame, a little bit of new motor design on the KTMs slash Huskies. Yep. So there's absolutely going to be some teething problems. You look last year at Eli Tomac. And he went uh, four, five, and eight at the first three rounds. And his third round was absolutely terrible. Holy shit, did he fade back. And they went testing in Arizona before Glendale because it was raining in SoCal. And I got to the track, and the Cali guys are like, just wait. We figured it out. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, give me a break. We figured it out. I think they did a link. I think they did a shock. And wouldn't you know, Tomac killed everybody that night, and then he won nine out of the next 12 races. So... That's the kind of stuff that could happen early in the year. It's unbelievable to me that something is can be flicking a switch and be so magical, but that can happen, and we just saw it last year. Yeah, I don't, I don't totally disagree with you on the setup part of things. Um, I think it, it gets overblown in, in some cases, but I do think bike changes can make a, a pretty big difference, which I know you agreed with. Um, just having gone through it myself, you know, sometimes it's more drastic than others, but. Just something, uh, and this is so dated now, but in 2005, um, all they did was was tilt the the engine forward a little bit in the frame for 2006, and it completely changed everything. Uh, I know we talked about that recently with Tim Ferry and his struggles on the 06 bike, but it was something so minimal. It was just the the angle of the, the engine being in the frame. It really changed the, you know, they moved it forward and tilted, tilted it forward, yeah. and it changed everything. I mean, it changed the whole bike. So who knows when they change everything like they are on the KTM, and that these are real significant changes, what it's going to yeah. do to their speed and, and how they perform on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And so, you know, three races in, we were like, what the F is wrong with Tomac? Well, if we see that again with somebody, you know, it doesn't mean it's over. It doesn't mean it's over. It means doesn't yeah. You know, it doesn't mean it's over. It just means you got to win nine out of twelve to be have a chance. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> it's a good point. You're a, you got a good point there. He put himself in such a hole that winning nine out of twelve only got him back level, got him back even, yeah. basically, right? Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what goes on. I mean, I, you think Roxon's going to win, don't you? I think he's. I think he's going to win a one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, it's funny because I think there's a perception of Ryan Dungey that he's not this like super dominant, intimidating guy. And I think if you talk to Roxon, I think we could all agree because he's made he's he's vocalized it several times. He's not scared of Dungey in any way. And I would bet Eli's the same way. And I don't know how Marv, Marv maybe Marv from practicing so so much with him has a different feel, but. I never got the feeling that those guys were intimidated by Dungey or felt like he had any edge over them. But if you go back and you look at what he's done to everyone over the last three years, you know, this would be uh, year four. Those guys have got, if they really looked at it unbiased, they've got to be just so happy that Dungey's not there because even if they're not intimidated, if you look at the results and just look how he just grinds these guys down to nothing, taking him out of the class just opens the thing wide open. You say that, and you're right in a sense, but RV beat him four straight years, and yep. I don't look at RV like grinding anybody down. He was, but I guess he did. He ground Dungey down, and then Dungey ground everyone down after that, you know? Yeah, I, to me, I felt like RV was just, he was much more, um, 
I don't know the right terminology, but his demeanor was different to where guys are like, crap, man, I don't think I can beat, I don't know if I can beat RV. Yeah. Where Dungy was always just so calm, cool, and collected. He never rode rough with anybody. He wasn't aggressive most of the time. Mm-hmm. Where I think guys were like, eh, I think I could beat him straight up. But then week in and week out, he was just so good at logging, you know, a yeah. high score every weekend, if not winning the race, that he just, you know, you looked up halfway through the series and you were down by 30 and you're like, crap, what happened? I really think that's going to be Marv this year in a sense of consistency. I, I don't know about intimidation and grinding these guys down, but Marv will be Dunge in that his worst is going to still be really good. It could be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that Marv has ever been as rock-solid consistency-wise as Dunge has, though. He's no. always had races where he's tossed it away, and, and maybe maybe that changes, and that's the difference for, for 2018, but... He hasn't been able to do that in the past. Yeah, I think he steps it up. I think he does. I think he, I think this off season was this off season will help him and it means something. It doesn't mean everything, but I think it helps him. And, and I think that Marv is now going to be the guy that gets the starts, and you, you'll go be able to go faster than him. You know, many weekends, but he'll always be there. He'll always be good. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Is there somebody outside of the four? Who do you like? Who can come in and win this weekend or really break into that group and be a week-in and week-out title guy? Outside of the Anderson, Tomac, Marv, and, of course, Kenny. I think it'll be an – and you have Anderson in that group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think either Cooper or Dean are the only ones that I see having the potential to do it. You really think Dean I can, th- huh? Yeah? I think they can. Yeah. Yep. Um, I would have said Cole Seeley, but I have I just haven't seen anything lately there's like, yeah, man, he's really taken a step forward. And that doesn't mean Cole won't do well. Yeah. I'm talking about being a legit title contender though. Yeah, yeah. I just haven't yeah. seen that from him. No, so. I mean I mean a guy like Millsaps did three years ago or four yep. years ago. Yeah, I mean Dean, that that kind of guy. Dean or Webb are the guys that I see that Webb Webb is so strong. If he has if he's comfortable and is feeling it, he's so confident in himself. I think he could if if everything's clicking with the bike this year, which it clearly was not last year. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that could, you know, we've seen titles uh, on the smaller bike where he's just like, yeah, I'm better than these guys, and he just wills himself to the front, even if it's a halfway, he just wills himself yeah. to the front. So I think that's an intangible, you know, that that Cooper has uh, if he get, if he gets the confidence against the guys he's racing with. Uh, and then Dino, I just think Dino is is supremely talented in the things he can do on a motorcycle. If this is his year to put everything together, I think mm-hmm. he has the the skill and the talent and the ability, which most people don't, to be able to rise to that level. Hey, so uh, we had Eli on the show on Monday night, and we talked a little bit. I talked a little bit about him going under, you know, being low key. He's posted six, I think, Instagram photos all off season since the Monster Cup, and he's he's working with J Mart. And he's he's kind of old school guy in the sense that he he told us on the show on Monday like there is no way he would do like a Baker's Factory thing with other top guys. He goes, I wouldn't do it. I've thought about that in the past. Certain programs work for certain guys, but for me, I feel it would be almost too much of a competition. There's no way I would go out there and ride with three or four of the top guys during practice every day. And then he also told us about Jmart. And he was said, it's been going good, but he's like, I'm even helping J-Mart. I mean, he's going to be on 450 soon, Eli said, and I'm helping him in a sense. He was, a, you know, a little bit worried about that also. So 
That's Tomac. He's old school, man. That's that's Reed and, and RC right there. That's what they did. You know, they would never ride with these dudes. Yeah, well, I think that's pretty typical. I think the uh, the way that Alden has gotten, you know, RV and Kenny and Marvin and Dungy and Anderson and all these guys over time to buy in, I think that's very, very unique. And, yeah. and when it was happening, we were all like, wow, how is that going to work? Um, but yeah. the concept has been proven out at this point, and it, it does work. It, but I don't think that I don't think it works for everyone. Uh, I don't think that Chad Reed, when he was you know in the championship mode, Chad yeah. Reed, I don't think he could do it. I don't no. think he RC look swallow, look at, yeah. Hey, look RC at RC and Yogi. It. Look right. at Yogi. Yogi and RC were helping yep. each other out. Right. Sorry to interrupt yep. you. So RC and Yogi are helping each other out. Yogi's Yogi's two fifties and one of the bad dudes in the class, and RC's one twenty fives. And according to Yogi, RC moves up, and it's see ya. I'm not riding with you. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, do, I don't know that I could do it either. I, I, would, I was even in my own little world of battling right. guys like Nick or Ryan Clark or Josh Demuth or whoever. I couldn't, I couldn't ride day in and day with, a out with, especially yeah. my hard rivals. There's no way. I, I don't think it's capable of most guys to swallow their ego and work together yeah. collectively. Yeah. You know, in an individual sport, I think that's I mean, a lot to ask. And kudos to those guys for making it work. I yeah. just think it's it's atypical more than rather than norm. I mean, Tomac's even worried about Martin for for 2019. He's like, I'm showing him a little bit. You know, is yeah, what he for said. Supercross, I don't think he has anything to worry well, about. Well, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, no, I know. It's the same thing that happened with Dungey and Stewart when when Dungey was staying at Stewart's house. You know, Dungey was like, hey, you know, he looked at he. I remember the story of. I don't know the exact conversation, but it was something like, you know, well, you're supposed to be the next guy, and, you know, I am the guy, so I don't really think this is the best situation for me. So yeah. that's when Ryan moved to Tallahassee. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's, uh, it's, it's, you're right. The Baker thing is atypical for sure. All right, let's get to some phone calls from people. Uh, first up, Mark, welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What's up, man? How are you? What's going on, guys? I actually have uh, kind of like two questions, but around the same topic, uh, about the Yamaha factory bikes for the year. So the first one, being on Webb's bike, I saw he switched from the hydraulic clutch last year to just normal cable clutch this year. My question about that is, is why would Yamaha make like a guy like that use that stock perch and stuff? I mean, Webb coming from Star and using ARC stuff, it's mind-blowing how much better that is versus a stock setup. Is there something I'm missing, or do you think they change all the internals on it to make it full nice and um, feel comfortable? Or? Yeah, they could make, they could make it like the part they want to use but i guarantee you that they they did testing and they would let you know I, I don't know specifics with an arc sponsorship or whatever but um i do guarantee you that they probably let coop choose and and they showed him what he what was good and bad and and they tried to make a stock one do the same thing as the arc yeah. same same ratio and all that they can change the ratios so i i think something small like that they're gonna let coop choose and they're gonna run through the options and if he says look i can't use this they won't hold it back on them. Not something like that, okay. you know. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't even know if it was one of those things where Yamaha is trying to be a factory team and not change well, the they are, production looking yeah. bike. They are the most uh, stock team out there as far as using OEM stuff. They they yeah they are big on that for sure. But Chad JT Chad went on and off with that hydraulic last year. Like I. I I couldn't keep yep. track of what he was doing, you know. And yeah, and and most of the scenarios I've ever seen with factory teams, they have lots of options. And just because it looks like it's stock doesn't always mean it's stock. Um, the yep. pull ratio could be different. The engagement point can be different. They can move all kinds of stuff around yep. to, and that makes a big difference on the start. 
Um, I, I know riding my my stock Suzuki versus Chad's race Suzuki, they were completely different. They engaged at a different point. Their release was all different, and that was all just for the start for him. Also, too, Mark, uh, I know from my time at Yamaha, the top hat, uh, the pressure plate, and the top hat where the push rod goes into on the pressure plate, there's a little set screw in there, and you could ch- you could turn it in or out quarter turns, and now you change the lever position and the, and the, where the engagement is. There's a lot of little stuff like that that is, you know, factory stuff that they can do. All right. Well, that, that answers that question. And my other question was is uh, so during their photo shoot, if you looked at if you look closely at the forks, uh, Webb and Millsaps are both using production fork lugs, and then Barsha has like blue and blue, yeah, like, yeah, really trick fork fork lugs. I saw that. That's and, all. Um, yeah, that's all just testing, you know. All just testing, but why would um, now JT might be able to answer this? How big of a difference is changing the, where your front axle is located, forwards, backwards, up, down? Like, how big of a thing is that, especially on Supercross? Yeah, any anytime you start moving stuff like that, you're going to make pretty significant differences. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have lots of options with that stuff, but riding different bikes over the years, I was able to tell and you hear conversations. Uh, but any anytime you start moving and changing geometry like that, you're going to make you're going to make the bike feel pretty pretty significant changes. Typically, with that stuff, if you're moving the the front end like that, a lot of it's going to be how does it turn versus how does it handle and all that stuff. So a lot of that stuff, and especially with the Yamaha, who hasn't had the best reputation with turning, he's probably trying to get it to turn um, like a Barsha situation, probably getting trying to get it to turn like his privateer Honda would turn. Uh, Mark, we did we did some work on some different teams with axe front axle placement um, over the times with different lugs, and honestly. It was almost too much of a radical change. The guys never really liked it. If you want to mess around with an axle placement, you can fool around with trail by changing your your races and your clamps. And you, yeah, in a sense, you put you that's put essentially your, the same thing. Yeah, you essentially your put axle, right. Your axle's a way bigger difference. Right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, the the axle stuff we did, guys never really went that way. And then you just move trail in and out, and move, and, and in a sense, you're changing your axle position that way, and it's. A more radi- it's a more it's a least lesser radical move than moving the front axle because we had yeah, some- that's, that's a that's a very common Chad Reed change with the races yeah it's literally every time he rides a bike yeah, he moves much. the races around uh, thanks man thanks and, for the call question okay I, uh, I was also gonna say about the uh, the axle lugs what about going from like billet to like the cast one uh, that makes a difference yeah for sure uh, it's stuff that, that guys have tried you can also change the shape. We've I've tried square ones as opposed to round ones, and that makes a difference. Yeah, I got a pair. I got a pair from Star, and they were they were double the size each side from Stockwell. Yep, yep. Uh, that's all. That's all different stuff that teams try and and they fool with and they monkey with, and it makes a difference. It really does. So awesome. Thanks okay. for the call. No problem. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, let's go to four. Is uh, Daniel? What's up, Daniel? How are you? What's your question? Not ah, good. How you guys doing today? We're good. Thanks for calling. Hey, um, so I was just curious on this decision with J-Mart to ride the first three of the 450 class. Doesn't doesn't that seem like a little bit too high of a risk? Or are they just saying, well, we don't know that he's going to do that well, so we might as well just give him a shot at it anyways? I was very surprised at letting J-Mart ride the first three on 450s. I really was. But with his lack of 250 Supercross success, maybe Geico's like, Let's try anything. Let's try anything. We've never let him do this before. Maybe that will help. Uh, what do you think, JT? Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think they really had much to lose 
And I also think he probably was pushing for it to prove himself on a 450. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think there was a, a whole lot of downside. You know, we yeah. saw... Well, injury. Injury's a downside. Well, yeah. yeah, but we've seen Chad Reed do this in the past. We've seen lots of guys oh, that consider yeah. themselves title contenders uh, race oh. the first few West rounds before, you know, maybe taking a few weeks off before the East Coast. Oh, it was, it was very common. Nick Way, Michael Byrne. Tons of dudes used to do it. Yep. Um, honestly, though, uh, I got a tweet, JT, from somebody earlier, the, er, I don't want to say a month ago now, probably. J-Mark got second to Daytona. He, the, guy's a, the guy's a threat. And I'm like, stop it. Stop it. You cannot take his second from Daytona and move it over into Anaheim 1. You can't do that. Yeah, I, I mean, I can understand the the logic on paper, but <laughs> to me, that's just someone who doesn't understand the dynamic and what they're they're talking you, about you can't do it so um yeah. all right so where, where do you guys where do you guys place them at then for the first three rounds we just did our pulp mx fantasy show and uh pulpmxfantasy.com if people want to sign up and play and it's a handicap league and i mean jt we kind of have them 10th ish right yep anywhere I mean, from i would say anywhere from 5 to 15 which is a crazy range no no chance but... no zero chance <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I don't have him in the I don't have him in the super elite group, but if he got a whole shot like he did at Daytona and then you know ran around six seven, eh, I would I would be surprised but not shocked. Yep. So, um, awesome. thanks yeah. guys. All right, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, six and seven would be wow, but it wouldn't be yeah amazing. Um, yeah. Sam, what's up? Welcome to the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show presented by Get Pro Taper and Maxis Tires. What's happening? Hey, thanks for the, taking my call, guys. I was just curious what y'all think on how Justin Nell will do on a Suzuki, and I'd like to, to congratulate Mathis on joining the RM Army. I just did recently. Ah, yes. I bought a new RMZ250, but I know uh, JT said that RMZ isn't as updated as a Cowie or a KTM, so do you think that kind of put him a little step behind? Oh, no, Sam. Sam, we have a 250 preview podcast <laughs> dropping later today or tomorrow. And JT and Wygant, they are on board with jo- with Justin Hill. They're all oh. they're they're on board. So don't worry. They're, they're okay. Yeah, JT, right? Um, I don't think that it's going to keep him from winning or losing the title. How about that? Okay. I think he wins some races. I think he wins some races. I do not think he uh, uh, repeats his title. In okay, my- and then quick question, Steve. I'm going to L.A. or L.A. Vegas here in two weeks for the second time. Is there any place other than Cabo Wabo that I should go check out? Hmm. I'm not familiar with any other places other than Cabo Wabo. <laughs> just take the Cabo Wabo. Uh, JT, can you help Sam out? Yeah, just are you looking for places to eat or visit or check out or what? Yeah, check out. Me and the wife are going there. We're going for her work, so just any cool places to see. Yeah, Hoover Dam's pretty cool. Um, it's, you know, half an hour or whatever, but it's pretty awesome. I mean, there's nothing like it I've ever seen. Um, but I would, honestly, I would go check out the billion-dollar, you know, these resorts. Um, people go in there and just take pictures for a reason. So, like, the Wynn, um, you know, any of those super high-end ones, they have uh, pretty awesome places just just to go walk around and look at uh, the Venetian for sure with the the river inside it. Um, so there's there's really cool stuff that will cost you nothing other than just your time to walk around. And gotcha. Cabo Wabo. Right. And Cabo Wabo, Sam. Hey, do you, yeah. uh, do you have a bike? 
Yeah, yeah, I bought a RMZ. Oh, that's right. You just said that. You're RM Army. That's right. Okay, so we're going to give you a fly racing work stand to put RM Army on for just for Heck listening to the yeah. show. That's right. Holds up your your, awesome. your RMZ 250 uh, with, with no problem. Fly Racing Stand, flyracing.com. Stay on hold, Sam. Uh, Tits will get your information, and uh, thanks for listening, man. All right, thanks. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. RM Army member, Sam. The Army's about to eject me for, for, non, for going AWOL on my motorcycle. Uh, all right, let's go to <laughs> Justin. What's up? Uh, you got a question about Chad Reed? Yeah, I was just wanting to get your opinion or maybe your uh, insight on why – why go with the Husqvarna? Is he trying to set himself up for a uh, fill-in ride? Was he getting more factory support, although I know he bought the bikes and everything? But what's, what's the reason when he's had history on other, other good brands also? He did the same thing he's done before where he went and got some bikes. He got a Honda. I think he got a KTM, right, JT? Uh, yeah, uh, he, I think he at least rode one. At least anyway. rode a KTM. He bought, he bought a Honda or at least rode a Honda, and he liked the Husky the best. So that's wow. where he went. I don't think there was any. I don't think there's any sort of play for fill in ride JT or any other angles other than he liked the bike. Would you agree? Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's getting much help from Husky like at all. So I think it was purely what do I think I can do the best on. Got KYB stuff on it. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, he's got mm-hmm. KYB stuff on it. That's an interesting move for him. So um, yeah, yeah. Um, no, okay. I think that's I it, man. It. Yeah. All right, yeah, I noticed that side of the bike he hasn't really revealed on social media or anything, so I'm anxious to see any surprise sponsors. You never see the shrouds or anything yet. Don't you think Boost Mobile will be one, JT, right? I would think so, but yeah. I think, honestly, for any teams that aren't, you know, sad, I guess, in November, basically, it's last minute. He's probably waiting on his graphics, to be honest with you. I mean, it's pretty normal <laughs> for teams right now. Yeah. Yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting. I'm, wow. I'm, I'm as interested as you have. I texted him a couple times, Justin, uh, a couple different things, and I've gotten no reply. Uh, usually he's pretty good at replying. He's, I'm sure he's just wide open. But uh, I'm, I had a couple questions, and I'm like, hey, and then I never heard back. So um, Yeah, so no A1 posters or anything, probably no photo shoot or anything yet then, huh? Dude, I don't – well, no, he'll have something, I bet. Something. We'll he'll be, have something, yeah, but I, don't, yeah. I doubt it's an action shot. Yeah. Um, thanks, okay. thanks, man. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for the call. Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show presented by Get <clears throat> Pro Taper and uh, the folks at Maxis. JT, before I let you go, and Paul Perbinos is coming up here too. I want to ask him the same question. So we're launching a contest next week for Pulpomex.com to give cash to a privateer uh, uh, that does that does well at, at, at four races that we pick. Right? Okay. Um, so it's gonna be really cool. We're gonna help them out. And thanks to Fly Racing for donating something for this. You know what I'm talking about, right? I do. Okay, all right. Uh, didn't know if you've forgotten. So I'm really struggling with trying to figure out who a privateer is and who's not. I, I sent some texts out. I asked Jake Weimer. He said, damn right, he's a privateer. And Adam Cincerillo said, no, he's not. A-Ray said that uh, himself is a privateer, and I don't know. And then we have, like, Hanson and Bichelia are getting bikes and parts from Suzuki. So are they privateers? Like, what – Listen, you were a privateer for a hundred years, and that word has changed so much over the years. But help me help these guys. Who's the fucking privateer? Man, this was a hotly debated topic back <laughs> in the know, day. I know. Yeah, because we used to have privateer awards, and there was a top three um, Toyota like challenge where it was like twenty five, fifteen, and ten thousand per third. Yeah. So who was eligible and who wasn't? And I was right on the 
forefront of those battles because it affected me. I got second uh, twice in that thing. So actually twice and then third another time. Um, so I remember one year Travis Preston at the first round or two on factory connection was considered privateer and I was up in arms about it. And I ended up taking one of the, I don't remember if it was a Feld guy or an AMA guy over to their truck and said, you see those clamps, you see that, those wheels, you see this, you see, I can't buy that. If you tell me, like, get me with Honda and and let me buy that stuff and then we'll have a different conversation. Right. Um, so there was stuff that was just, I couldn't get. And, and I don't feel like that should be something that's a privateer level where it gets super dicey is, do you consider if you have a salary, do you consider if a team's paying your expenses? You know, I, I don't think there's any white or black answer on it. And, you know, God bless you. If you're the person that has to decide that on, on some level, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for not helping me right now. I know, but I don't. I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a black and white answer. You're just going to have to be. You're going to have to make your own. You know, it's your award, and you're going to have to make the call yourself. I think. I asked a few other riders their their definition, and they said, if you're in a semi, you're not a privateer. But that's crap because, like Jake Marsak, when he was on Tamer, he right. was paying his own way. Mm-hmm. He, if he won Honda contingency, it went to the team. All he was making was track money. Like yeah. he wasn't even getting anything paid for. Yeah, like yeah. how does that matter? Alex Ray, no salary, getting expenses mm-hmm. paid. You know? Yep. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the <laughs> Butler Brothers' first rig in 2005 was barely a semi. I mean, it was it was closer to, like, a, a furniture mover than it was a semi, really, a race truck. Right. Um, I don't know, bro. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure this out. I know. I just, I mean, there, I don't think there's any real concise black and white answer. And there never has been. Right. I don't think it's anything's ever been solved on that. Uh, before we let you go, question from Ryan about the new Pulpamex Fantasy League. What's up, Ryan? How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm out here in Oregon. I listen to your show, and it's great. Thank you. Um, question for you. Um, <clears throat> actually, two questions for you. How's your relationship with uh, Justin Paris from Motocross Fantasy? You guys, is he uh, on good terms with you guys? Uh, I think so. I don't know him at all. You know, I don't really know. I've never met him. Uh, just We had him on the show once to yell at him about his handicaps. So yeah, yeah, I think we're okay. Yeah, well, I mean, he's obviously not thrilled, but at the same time, yeah. we're you know we're we're trying to make things different, and um, you know my my point of contention was I was playing that sort of league and handicap system long before Justin came along. I didn't even you know Justin wasn't the inventor of that type of game. So yeah, um, okay. what else? And then um, also, um, I noticed that on Justin's league, we were able to see like kind of the trends of who was picking what uh, as a percentage. It wasn't accurate necessarily, but it mm-hmm. was some way to see who was the most picked riders and stuff. And it kind of went into strategy to pick somebody that wasn't the most picked to try and make up points. Is that something that is going to eventually be a part of uh, the new league or is that I, uh, league or is that something? Yeah, I, I asked that. I don't know. JT, what did we decide? Are we working on that? Are we, are we going to, is that a good idea? I couldn't follow him exactly. Explain it to me. Just a percentage of who's picked, who's been picked. Kind of like, who, what are the popular picks? Oh, are. right, right, right. Yeah, I think there are a few things that we're still trying to execute here. Um, I don't see why that won't be something that we have added. Um, but with all the new additions that we have with a live chat and live scoring and all these things, uh, live timing, we want to make sure all that stuff works perfectly. Um, and then, you know, like percentage of who's picked is pretty easy comparatively to that other yeah. stuff. So 
I would say it would it will happen. I just don't know when where the timeline is for that. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. Okay. I never really looked at it, but I think it's probably a good thing to have. Oh, I looked at it. Oh, you did? Absolutely okay, yeah. So there oh, we yeah. go. Uh, all right, Ryan. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for letting me call in, and uh, appreciate you guys' new fancy look. Look, uh, it looks really uh, new and not so retro. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, that's, what, that's our goal. It's like we said, we're still going to tweak some stuff. I think we're going to make the selection of riders you can see bigger, uh, so you don't have to scroll so much. Uh, that's coming. Yeah, that'll be good. Pulpamexfantasy.com. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, we got some cool prizes, and looking forward to it, JT. Um, all right, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com, as always, killing it, and we will see you this weekend. All right, guys. See all right, ya. See ya. Uh, flyracing.com. Get Pro Taper and the folks at Maxis all on board with Zeke has Zeke, what's your answer to who's a privateer? Who's a privateer? All right, if you're gonna make it to where you're gonna give some money away for this, you gotta keep it simple so you're not deciding who's in a rig, who's not in a rig, who's getting factory parts. The simple answer is if you buy your bike, you're a privateer. Dude, there's not that many guys that buy their bikes. Ah, like they're seriously, Academy. like they get they get bikes from dealerships that have to give back at the end of the year, you know. Yeah. Like there's a lot of those guys. Uh, uh, there goes there goes my answer. <laughs> Not see what I mean? It's really tough. So. Yeah. Uh, also, how about um, uh, rocks and social media? His, his Instagram post. Did you did, did you notice that it was like uh, he was kind of already? I don't want to say he's making excuses, but he just kind of says like. Uh, I'm just looking to have fun this weekend, and you can't win the championship on the first race. I'm, when I when I read that, I was like, "Oh man!" Yeah, he's but already thinking, no, like, dude. What's he gonna say if he comes out and says he's gonna dominate? And he doesn't. People are gonna get mad at him. That's fine. I read. Well, it. He kind of did say that before. He said that. He said, "Wait till you know all you people are talking. Wait till the first round." Oh I, yeah, I know. I know. Everyone needs to stop reading social media and can can care about what these guys say about it because it doesn't matter. And then and then. And then read social media. His Instagram post, he says, uh, when I go through the whoops, it feels like there's needles going through my feet. <laughs> well, if you've listened to, a, then it's like, if you listen to our pulp show and stuff, we're, 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 we told you this on our pulp show on Monday night. We talked about it. We're, 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 I'm worried about Chad Reed racing this weekend. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, before I go, I want to make some predictions. All right, go ahead. Zeke's predictions. Here we go. All right. Roxon, top five. Reed will not make the main. He'll uh, speed will bother him in in uh, the heat races. And Blake Baggett's the surprise. By the way, that's my. You guys are talking about the number four guys. Yeah. Blake Baggett should be right in there. I think. Okay. All right. Well, not really going on a limb there, Zeke. But but nice. But nice job. So. And Marvin's going to win by 15 seconds. Okay, that's crazy talk. That's not going to happen. Uh, no way. All, all right. right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, flyracing.com. Please check him out. Speaking of Blake Baggett, he'll be in Fly Racing this weekend, as well as Weston Pike and much many other guys, the Seven Deuce Deuce and stuff, guys like that. So please check him out. Flyracing.com. Pro Taper. We love the folks at Pro Taper. A lot of teams use Pro Taper, and it's the stuff right out of the box, right onto the bikes, from Geico Honda, the Rockstar Husky team, the JGR guys. They're the first ones to patent it, the oversized one one eighth bar, and they've kept that stuff going, including some real cool innovations at ProTaper.com. The Get riders out there, JGR, Yamaha, destroy the start with Get. Uh, it's a little orange box on the front fender that um, factory equipment made available to you people in production-wise. And Maxis as well, from your bike to your truck to almost everything with wheels in between. 
Max's tires have you hooking up, pulling the whole shots, and beating the competition. If you don't believe them, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. He's helping them develop a brand new tire uh, coming out. So 702-586-7857. Got time for a few more calls, and we've got time for our next esteemed guest. He's from Pro Taper. He's a national championship winning mechanic. Doesn't have a summer cross title, but just just uh, just about everything else. Paul Parabinos, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Steve. How's it going? All right, listen. So before we got to you, we I'm doing this contest where I'm giving a bunch of cash to a privateer rider, okay? And I okay. texted Weimer and AC and Alex Ray and the Seven Deuce Deuce, and I texted all these guys trying to figure out what the fuck is a privateer, Paul? Who is a privateer? What do you think? Um, what do you think? Well, just the word privateer to me is like is like phone book or or <laughs> blockbuster. It's just it's it's dated. Like uh, I I don't know. Um, I mean, uh, it's a different time than what it was years ago. I, I I think I don't think you can class. I think it's very hard to classify what a privateer is. I think we need multiple words. We need multiple levels because there's guys that are. You know, they they look like they have this great presence. They're out of a semi, but, um, you know, inside the semi is nothing. You know, okay. a lawn chair. And, um, you know, <laughs> they're probably paying. Yeah, they're probably paying their way to go to the race. Okay. You know, but on the outside, it looks great. But let, I, I, I don't, honestly, I don't know what a private Let is. me ask you this. Let me help you with a little bit. Okay. A Ray, no salary, expenses paid. Yes or no? Um. It, there's more to it than that, though. I, he, he's getting Yamaha support. Um, uh, yes or no? I don't. I don't know. He's not. <laughs> we need a new word. I'm not going to say this. I got to give this word. money away to somebody. Well, we need to come up with a new. You need a new word. <laughs> no, it doesn't. This, the word's going to stay the same. Uh, okay, Hanson Bichelia getting Suzuki bikes and parts. I don't know. <laughs> Paul, I, you're not really helping. I don't know. Uh, seven, yeah, I am aware. I'm aware. Seven deuce deuce. Yeah, he's a privateer. <laughs> okay, thank you. Alex Nagy. I don't know who that is, so yeah, probably. Dustin Pipes and Henry Miller and those guys on Hep Suzuki. Oh, they have like a team, huh? Yeah. Um, do they? I don't. Uh, <laughs> you're I guess, you're I terrible don't at are this. They getting, you are, are they getting bikes free? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Paul's not helping. Tits, what? Who do I give this money to? Who's a privateer? I haven't been paying attention, but the, oh, guy, with, the guy, the guy with the least amount of money, is the privateer. Oh boy! Yeah, I'm gonna have lots of fun trying to give this money out. All right, Paul. Um, we talked. I think it should be so, like it needs to be somebody that is that is, uh, you know, ex, kind of like doing. De- deserves it, I guess. It's, you should give it someone to someone that's Kate always putting in the effort that isn't pulling off that um, is struggling week to week. You know, like I, I don't know, a but good I wanted, person that deserves but, it. <laughs> now, what I wanted to do was make a series, a four race series, and whoever scores the most points out of the qualified riders gets this money. So I have to qualify what riders are, are eligible for this four race series. A four race series. So, which four races is it? Can, I, I, I haven't is, decided. Can a true privateer attend every race? I haven't decided yet. That's tough. I'm glad I'm not you. <laughs> you're not. You're you're helping even less than JT. I didn't think that was possible. But um, <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, you want to knock some calls off, or do you want to talk 250 West? What do you want to do first? Your call. Up to you, man. Your your show. All right. Let's your do show. let's do some calls. Let's go. Uh, let's go, Nick. What's up, man? How are you? 
Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, so every year my family buys, my parents buy uh, my whole family tickets to Anaheim One. There's 20 of us that go. Nice. And I got a one-and-a-half-year-old. Um, I'm just wondering if I'm walking through the pits with my baby um, and I got to, like, change a diaper, what factory rig, you know, should I drop your name to have oh, to boy. Like, change a diaper, just hang out? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think any with a, with a poopy diaper. That wouldn't be very good for me. You know what I mean? Like as far as that goes. You, you don't think you don't think Grant would help me out dropping your name? No, definitely not Josh Grant. No, do not ask that. Um, you know what? Go over to the Pro Taper display and do it there. Uh, there look for the Pro Taper big display. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I can't really help you there. So. No, we're just we're going to have a good time. Good. So. No, that's awesome. It'll be fun. Good to hear, man. Have fun. You too. All right, uh, Shad. What's up, man? How are you? We listen to. Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for calling. What's happening? Yeah, um, hearing all this talk about Chad Reed, you know, just coming off surgery and everything like that, but you look at the photos he's sending out, and then, um, you know, he looks a lot fitter than what he's claiming to be, and then I wonder how much of it, you know, he's really just leading people on or whatever, and then behind the scenes, he's doing a lot better than what he's leading to. No, he is not. He's not leading anybody on. Correct, Paul? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think maybe he'll, uh, I, I think he'll ride the main event personally. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I think Chad's very sneaky with what he puts on social media. So I get with what, what Chad's saying a little bit, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely tough. He got hurt so very recently and he hasn't had time to test and he's putting his own program together. So he has a lot of things on his plate, but he's used to having things on his plate. I mean, he's a father of three and he's owned a team before, so. Um, I mean, I think he's going to – the great part about Chad Reed is he's an old-school, gutsy guy. Like, he's not a a, no. a flower like some of our new millennials we have out there. He's going to gut it out, I think. And um, so uh, I, I think he'll race. All right, there you go, Chad. Thanks a lot. Thanks, I appreciate man. it. Appreciate got- it. Awesome. Uh, Justin, what's happening? How are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, I was wondering, actually – Oh, Derek. Sorry, this is Derek. This, this is Derek. Yeah, my, Derek. My bad. Um. On your privateer thing, like this is even what I was calling about, but uh, I think you got to look at the guys in the pickup trucks, man, because that's like you think back to when you were traveling, and they're the guys that need it. So that's my privateer thing. I don't think you should be giving a privateer bonus. You give a guy that's struggling to make it bonus type thing. Yeah, but, dude, but, how many guys do the series in a pickup truck anymore? Right, Paul? Well, look, like, look at Nagy there that you had on your podcast. Right? Yeah, like, Na- Alex Nagy sounds like one guy that's doing the series out of a van. That but, guy could use... Well, I don't know what you're giving away, but if you could give that guy five bucks, he could use it, right? <laughs> this is true. I don't, yeah. But actually, yeah. Uh, the reason yeah, I mean, I guess was, he, um, he brings up a good point. He brings up a good point. It's money that you're giving away. So maybe don't give it to anybody that's have, getting their expenses covered. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, okay, but then I would have to rejig my – because you got to score the most points after four races, right? So I was going to go off main event finishes, and a guy like that might not make any main event. He's never made a 450 Supercross main event. So then I would have to Correct. award points in LCQs. The highest. Yeah, yeah, or points in LCQs or something, right? Yep. So. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good idea because – Oftentimes, if if a guy, you know, if the guy truly needs the money and wants the money, he's going to race hard the entire LCQ because those are different yeah. progressive paid positions. But if it's a guy that is like expectant to be in the main event and he crashes and he, on the first lap of the LCQ, so he knows he's not going to get any pulls off. Yeah, he doesn't need the money very bad to me. So right, yeah, okay, all right. Anything else, Derek? 
Yeah, the reason I actually called was um, I was just letting you know, um, remember for your listeners, uh, in Canada, the online stream of the whatever the Supercross is going to be available this year, apparently. Yeah. Um, it still says on Feld's website that it's not available in Canada or the U.S. Yeah, I, but, um, I tweeted this out the other I've day. I've seen a few tweets yep. and stuff, yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's awesome. People in Canada can yeah, now get Supercross. They can buy like a season pass for Supercross. It's awesome. And also it makes my life so much easier because I don't got to hear from people about uh, how do they get Supercross in, in Canada. So it, it's awesome. Yeah, there you go. That's what it's going for. Pro- props to the Feld guys for doing that, man. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, let's get to some more questions here. Michael's on five. Michael, what's up, man? You want to talk about the 250 class? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Good. What's up? Two quick questions. One's about fantasy. I just signed up for your league. Um, what's the one play between you two guys that you can't miss this week? And what's the, the sure bet, if you will, to start it off? Oh, I think we I think we would disagree on that. But Paul, a sure bet for him on Pulpmex Fantasy. Um, that's super tough. Uh, but maybe a sure bet would be one of the um, one of the all stars with a. You have to pick an all star in our game, so maybe Brock Tickle. Um, that's a that's as sure as I can. Yeah, because he's a seven. A he's a seven handicap or a six. What was he? Six yep. or seven? Yeah, he's he's a seven handicap. You yep. have to pick one guy that's an all star that doesn't get double points. I think Brock can be top seven, so that means you can, you know, if he does better than top seven, you're maxing, you're getting max points for that that slot on your roster. All right, there you go, Brock Tickle. So that's I, li- I, li- I like it. Which two fifty teams uh, the most stacked? Who's going to do the most winning this year? Good question. Two, what two fifty team would be the best this year, uh, Paul? I I, I got to think Pro Circuit, man. Yeah, I mean, on paper, when you're just looking at the West team, I would say Pro Circuit for sure. Um, but man, uh, I'm very excited for the two fifty West. I think it's going to be awesome. I think a lot of guys. Uh, there's a lot of guys on West, you know. Um, and uh, I mean, I think the Star team's really strong. Uh, they have a good bike as well. Um, yeah, but on paper, I guess if you had to pick one, you have to pick. I mean, between the wins, just the wins between the two riders, well, Hachi and Cincerello, that's the strongest team. Sexton and Hampshire don't have a win. Not saying they can't, but they don't have wins. You look at Faulkner and AC and Savachi and Marty, like, they all got multiple wins. So, uh, Faulkner may not. Oh, you mean like, uh, Faulkner doesn't have a Supercross win. Yeah, but, but multiple outdoor wins, or moto wins anyway. So, um, I think I think you're talking all, all, all year long, right, uh, Michael? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all year long. Yeah, it's still got it's still got to go pro circuit, man. You just really do. So, I think so too. It should be a good year for them. All right, thanks, man. <clears throat> thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Ben. What's up, Ben? How are you? Hey, I'm good. Hey, my suggestion is you go off of previous results. Say you haven't finished in the top twenty yep. in the last three years. You're a privateer. Top twenty uh, in points. Yeah. In the series, well, that would make everybody a lot of guys privateers. Well, yeah, or and, and not have a true factory ride, right? Or just, right, or just right. go with something like that. You yeah, know? yeah. No, yeah, that'll no. weed out guys. That weeds out like Nick to me, Schmidt. That's, to me, yeah. to me, that's not rewarding success or or progress though. Like that's yeah. to say, like, so a privateer can't make the main event type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but if those guys have already got some help, those guys that are established that have finishing the top 20 consistently they're they're going to be having you know i don't know just it just seems like that that way you would get guys help that weren't getting it you know yeah good god there's we're all anyway everyone is all over the map with this thing ben 
It, it really yeah, is. Good luck, Steve. Um, hey, Ben, you got, you got a motorcycle? You got a bike? Of course. You want some Pro Taper tie downs? That would be great. These things are sweet. ProTaper.com, the best tie downs out there. Oh, man, I love these things. They, got, they swivel, they hook into your bed, they never fall out. Good job on these, Sounds Paul. Sounds awesome. Good job on these, Paul. They're good. They're uh, the only, one of the only tie downs with a patent in them. Oh, there we go. Patent in these things. All right, Ben, stay on hold. Patented. Tech, tits will get your information and we'll, uh, we'll get it on the way. All right? Great. Thanks a lot. No problem. All right. All right, Paul, time to talk 250 West here. So we went over it. We got a podcast coming out. We went over it. We went over the uh, the guys. It's stacked, mostly due to injury. When you think about Marty and Forkner are hurt, and um, uh, Nichols is hurt, Ferrandez is hurt, like coming back or coming back from injury. Yeah. A lot of these guys have been forced to the West, but it's, it's McElrath, it's Amart, it's Plessinger, Justin Cooper. Oldenburg, Craig, Sexton, AC, Savachi, Mitchell Harrison, Justin Hill, and Filthy Phil. It is gnarly, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like I'm I'm very excited because uh I think um there's a lot of guys going in to Anaheim one saying I I, I'm going to win this title type thing. I think there's five guys that are saying that at least. Right. Um, so exactly. It's going to be – I can't wait, man. I think it's going to be really exciting to watch. Um, you know, I, there's many questions on either side. I, I think this is the strongest team that, you know, typically Pro Circuit always splits up their top guys, and I think it's pretty clear with who's injured and, and their past and what they've done. I, I think AC and Savachi are, are their top guys on that team, and they're both going west. So. Yeah. Um, that could work out good too. I mean, it, oftentimes, you know, I've I've been at that team when we went one two at Anaheim, and it, it it gets you get the ball rolling, and it, for some reason, it's easy to it's easy to keep it rolling than it is to start it rolling for some somehow, and well, that can transfer over to the East. So I was on a team that went um, one two three in the two fifty class at Anaheim one. I know a team that went one two three four at a Las Vegas shootout before. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, let's say hey, so our, on our podcast that we did it's coming out on racerx online it's a preview there was no bigger argument than justin hill with myself wygant and jt where do you stand on him um after watching him ride and spending some time at jgr um this off season when we were out there for a photo shoot uh I think there's no reason why he can't repeat. Personally, um, I, I think you're thinking the other way. You, I think you're thinking the uh, the 2009 model RMZ 250 is going to hold him back. And, and granted, it might not be as good as a motorcycle as the PC 250, or, or we'll just say it's not as good. But um, Hill's a phenomenal talent, and he's uh, uber confident when it comes to Supercross. I mean, this is his wheelhouse, and um, he's in a good mood. He loves his team switch, I think, and and um, the guys just confident um to me it's it's about making sure he can get a good enough start to to be there at the end that happened a lot last year where you know he was kind of really knocking on the door at the last few laps so he needs to make sure he's up there um but uh i don't think there's any reason why he can't he can't repeat unless there's just somebody that catches fire and just keeps winning and he can't beat him which you know is is possible i think there's a guy like cincerillo could do that um i think we know uh, that cincerillo and savachi will be awesome we just know they will be you know, um, yeah. To, to me, to me, Savachi really. Um, I, I'm still out to lunch a little bit on Savachi. Just there's too many mistakes for me last year. I think. I mean, I think he should have been the 250 East Coast champion last year. Um, multiple races he made mistakes. So if he can cut those out, absolutely, he's going to be a race winner and a title contender. But but um, you know, he only won one race last year, and 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 he admittedly didn't ride that great at that race. But uh-huh. uh, the other. 
the other races he had opportunities to win and he didn't close the deal. So I'm hoping to see him turn it around and, and become the confident guy that he was uh, two years ago. Um, I don't but, really know. Uh, I don't really know. Joe, I don't really know Joey at all. But man, does he ever seem like monotone and bummed out all the time? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I don't know him very well either. But I think he's very, very hard on himself. Yeah. And from the outside looking in, maybe maybe too hard. But I mean, that's that's what got him to this level, I would say. And you know, he's he's uh, you know a Camp Carmichael type guy. So um, you know, he's it's constant, constant work. But I think he would, you know, just just a. You know, I'm not giving advice, but yeah. in my opinion, I think you'd benefit from having a little bit more fun on the weekend. The one guy that's a, a really a wild card for this championship, I think, is Aaron Plessinger. Like, I don't know, yeah. man. I don't know. Like, this kid is so talented. He's big for the bike, but I don't know, man. Like, I, he's, I, he's so talented. I agree with you. And, you know, his biggest, um, you know, uh, the biggest thing that's been holding him back is his starts. Uh, but he's also made some mistakes. He's crashed out of the lead in Supercross last year. He crashed out of the lead, I think, in Motocross last year or near the front. Um, he needs to stay on two wheels too. And I, I think the big thing for him is is be consistent with your starts and, and finish every race, finish the first lap of every race in the top five and give yourself a chance. Because he, if he gives himself a chance, he can win because he's fit and he's very very fast. Mm-hmm. But you can't bury yourself in the beginning. So, and um, you know, the the one guy that again we're not talking about much is the guy that won the first couple rounds yeah. and, and probably would have won the title for, for you know, save for a mechanical is is McElrath. I don't think we can count him out either. No, and that's my my. I was going there next. We're not talking much about him. We 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 joked about our podcast, our preview podcast last year it was the shit on Shane podcast. You took part in that too. And uh, or maybe not the Supercross one that was for the motocross. But anyways, we we spent thirty seconds on him, if that twenty seconds on him, and then he goes and almost wins this title. Like yeah, out of yeah, all and the I, yeah, and, and you got to respect that. And I think the reason we're not talking about him is because um, he's not he's not you know stroking himself online and and insta bangers <laughs> everywhere, and he's not the loud outlandish guy. I mean, he's just doing his work, and he's a humble kid and. And he lets all the kind of commotion and the shit talking happen around be, around him, and he's just focusing on his deal. And honestly, that's that's what produces a win at Anaheim One is the guy that can keep a level head and not let the pressure get to him. So um, there's a lot of uh, you know Savachi and AC. Savachi's ridden Anaheim One before, but not as a as a, as a guy. coming in as a, a favorite. And Cincerillo's never ridden A1, and this is a this is a big high pressure race, and a, a lot of times that's going to get to people. So. Um, seems like McElrath can block that out though too. So. Oh yeah, we just saw it, right? We saw it a little, twelve months yeah. ago. So, and everything we've been hearing uh, is Justin Cooper. Justin Cooper is going to be really good. I don't know about Chase Sexton. We'll see. We'll talk about him. We we talked we talked a little bit about him in the Pulp Mix Fantasy thing, but Justin Cooper, from what everything we've heard, has been flying. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I think he's the type of guy. If he gets a good start, he's going to hang up there, and and he could finish up there. So, um, from what I've heard, he's he hasn't had any big setbacks. Um, so I think he could be good. But you have to respect that these guys haven't raced a Supercross before. So when it comes to when it comes to Cooper and Sexton, um, they've never raced one before. So um, there's going to be a learning curve no matter what, unless for some reason you get a whole shot and things happen behind you and you can mm-hmm. ride your own race on, with no pressure, then you can you can win. But um, uh, that's that's a tall order. But you know the other guy I think we haven't mentioned at all too is Christian Craig. I think he's yep. looking for a rebound and and if there's some big whoops, he's going to be the best guy in him. I'll, I'll bet money right now. Um, 
And uh, again, I think I think he needs to. Uh, me personally, I think he just needs to get out of the first round with a top five and, and mm-hmm. give himself a chance to be in the fight because I think Anaheim hasn't gone well for him in the past. So, but and, and the opening round in Minneapolis last year was a disaster. So yeah, yeah. So I think mm-hmm. getting some good points, getting twenty points or so, and get, getting out of there and moving on to the next race, I think that'll be huge for him. Um, okay, so, so I, I hope he's in the hunt. Before we go, Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper, give me give us your two winners. Um, I'll go with, uh, this is tough. Oh yeah, that's what um, we do. We ask the tough questions on this show. So, so tough. I mean, it can go, it can go any way. I'm probably going to be wrong, but, um, I'll go, uh, Eli Tomac and, uh, give me, uh, uh, Kawasaki sweep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Those are my picks too. Um, thanks for the support on this show, Paul, all year long, protaper.com. We appreciate you coming back on. Came back on last year. For came sure. back last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. We'll got, we have. Uh, I'll have some exciting stuff to talk about in early February about our new kind of products we have coming out. And um, uh, but uh, you know, I'm excited to kind of get going at Anaheim. You know, Pro Taper has both number one plates in the 250 class this year, and I think only Dunlop can say that. Um, so we got um, we got a chance to win every round in both classes this year. So uh, I'm excited, and we got a good, strong group of guys that are going to hopefully be up there. Get that win ad money out. You bust That's out. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for the time. Appreciate it, and we'll see you this weekend. All right. Take care. Thank you. All right, everybody. Tits, episode one of the year. In the books. Done. Without a hitch. Yeah, without a hitch. There's a lot of callers, too. Oh, yeah. Well, we're giving, we're giving fly excited. racing stands and pro taper tie-downs away, bro. Can't beat that. Uh, each and every Thursday, we will be here talking, taking your calls, talking about everything that's going on, and uh, with some guests and some Riders, what what's going on? There's the hitch. I had it on. We just had our first <laughs> hitch. Ruin it. I had it on mute and uh, started it. I still right. think that's the wrong music. No, that's the outro. Uh, You're thinking of the Pulp Show. Outro I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. Yeah. But thanks to Fly Racing, Max's Tires, Get, and Pro Taper. Thank you, Tits. We'll be here each and every Thursday. See ya.